other's gang Two sisters, both curious and strange A likely duo and they witty from the brain It's the magic hour, Mercedes and Jay What's going on, you guys? Thank you so much for tuning in to our live interview we recorded during South by Southwest at Onnit Gym in Austin, Texas. It was during our Move with Magic event, and seriously, that event could not have gone better. It was incredible to have met all you amazing, beautiful souls who came out mm-hmm. for that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you also to Hey Day Cold Brew, Clean Energy. Uchi Sushi, mm-hmm. Motion Stretch Studio, and Evolve Cryo for donating product. Also, thank you to Pop Hutchison Law Firm for their yes. very large contribution and for sending out some volunteers. Yes, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. And we can't forget Ever Athlete. Thank you guys for letting us come by the headquarters in Austin, Texas and checking out your new line. Um, I came home with some pretty damn cool workout attire. The material was so soft, I even... Decided to use that as my flying clothes on the plane home, plane ride home. So thank you guys. It is really soft. Yeah. And I'm always stoked to find a supportive sports bra. Yeah. That's hard when you're 32 double D, mm-hmm. but they're small. Makes me feel super supported during a high impact workout, like doing sprints. But then it's also comfortable enough to just wear around the house. So yeah, word. I feel you there. Our listeners can get 15% off, by the way, by entering code MAGIC at checkout. So Go over to everathlete.com, E-V-E-R-A-T-H-L-E-T-E. Get over there, guys. Treat yourself. Yeah. Enjoy the show. All right, y'all. All right. Thank you guys so much for coming here and being yeah. with us for this Move With Magic event. If you can't tell, it's our first time doing something like this. So <laughs> bear with us. It's going to be amazing. And we're just so glad you're all here sharing this time and space with us. Yeah. And so... Welcome, boys and babes, to the Magic Hour podcast, a place where we navigate through life's peaks and valleys with all the vulnerability and shamelessness we can muster. With the help of world-class guests from all walks of life, we uncover new truths and valuable tools for manifesting our highest potential. I'm your host, Mercedes Terrell, along with my partner in shine and really the woman who put this whole thing together. So anything that goes right today, it's on her. Um, and anything that goes wrong. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take that one on. Uh, the woman with a plan, Jade Bryce. Hi. Hey, you guys. Um, this is such a surreal experience. We really wanted to put together an event that we ourselves would want to come to. Something, you know, that would get us out of our comfort zones. And what better way than to have an interview in front of a live audience when we are not public speakers and then move around, you know, with magic and uh, not really care how silly we look to shed our egos some more. So I'm so glad you guys are here. And uh, thank you for being a light with us today by joining us for such a good cause. Yeah. And to boot, we're not only going to, you know, learn all kinds of amazing wisdom from our guests today, from the interviews, and of course, new practices from whatever movement they walk us through. But we're also donating all the proceeds from today's event to Safe Austin, which is a really meaningful, amazing cause. And we're so glad you're doing that with us. Thanks, guys. Yeah, so the cause, um, all the money today is going to go towards Safe Austin, Um, I don't know how many of you are familiar with SAFE, but they do amazing work. Uh, Texas, sadly, is one of the top states for sex trafficking. Houston, San Antonio, and 
Dallas being uh, in the top five states for sex trafficking in the entire country. And sadly, events like South by bring in a lot of sex trafficking also. So this is something that, you know, is really near and dear to our hearts. SAFE puts a lot of effort into not only stopping sex trafficking, but doing rehab for the victims. So uh, we have a big goal of raising 4000 for them today. There's a couple of ways you can donate. We have a silent auction over here, there's eight items that are all really cool. They go with the theme of this event. And then uh, we have at the front desk, we have, um, you can donate, you can leave cash, or you can go to the site where you bought your tickets and just hit under RSVP, just hit donation only, and you can donate with your card. Um, we really, really, because we want to raise 4K, we are putting our money together and matching you dollar for dollar up to $1,000 to try to help meet that goal. So... Yeah. Again, thank you guys for being a light by yes. by helping us yeah, with this. Yeah, you guys are really showing up for us today. So, Jade, I know uh, we need to get to our guest, and yeah. you've taken her class before, so I'm going to let you introduce her. Yeah. So, I've walked into Melody's classes plenty of times feeling heavy or sad or stressed, and then walked out feeling like I could conquer whatever it was that was previously getting me down. And it's not because of the music that she plays or the choreography that she teaches. It's because of her energy. In between songs, she really empowers you. So I not only leave feeling like I can conquer whatever it was that was getting me down, but I also feel stronger and sexier. And even though I'm not a great dancer, I feel inspired to go audition to be Beyonce's backup dancer because (laughs) she just gets you to really believe in yourself. And she has such a goddess energy and you can tell that it's not just you that's feeling that. Everyone in the room, you know, is like radiating from from what she's doing. So I'll never forget what her classes have done for me in very dark times. She's also pushed me in her classes to realize my worth in times that, you know, that was questionable for me. Uh, She she has been... I know. <laughs> um, I'm so excited to share her magic with you guys today, not only in this discussion, but afterwards in the class that she's going to lead us in. She is someone who inspires us to, instead of dance for applause, to dance for a cause, which mm. we're going to do today. She's the class pass instructor three years in a row, Melody Afghani. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Melody. Hello. I think this is on. Is it, is it Are on? we on here, Adam? Hang on. It is. Turn her up. Turn that girl up. So while he does that, um, what got you to step into this role in the first place, being a dance instructor and being such a light while doing that? Well, I graduated from UT. I'm a native Austinite, and I, I graduated, immediately went into the corporate world, kind of thinking, okay, well, this is this is the logical next step. going to go get a sales job. I'm going to prove to my parents that I'm a grown-up, and <laughs> after doing that, I really, I mean, shortly after getting my job, I realized, oh my gosh, this is not meant for me, wow. I can't do this, but I also struggled with this idea of, am I an entitled millennial mm-hmm. who's just not grateful for having a, a, a great job, a steady job? Um, I grew up dancing. Dancing has has always been therapeutic for me. It's It's always been a place where I can go um, when I'm feeling dark, when I'm feeling happy. It's a celebration of the light and darkness in my life. And it always had been. Um, I grew up doing it competitively. Um, So I I creatively always enjoyed that. Um, But it wasn't until I was seeking new classes 
when I was so dissatisfied with my corporate job. So I, I was really dissatisfied and, you know, like my dad would call me and be like, how's your job going? You know, and I'd be like, oh, it's fine. You know, soul crushing, but it's fine, whatever. And I, I just, I kept thinking, okay, well, I want more meaning in my life. That's what I'm lacking. I'm going to this office job. I, I'm, uh, I'm not happy with it because I don't feel like it means anything to me. And so then I had this aha moment of like, well, if I'm expecting more meaning, if I'm expecting life to give me more, then I need to give more, you know? And so I realized I should maybe dig deeper. And so I started taking classes. I took, I don't know why I took an acting class. I don't even want to be an actress, but I took an acting (laughs) class. I took, um, I took a Latin ballroom dancing class. I was just trying new things just to dig deeper. I started volunteering also, which was a huge moment for me. I started volunteering for a nonprofit called Dress for Success. And through taking these classes, I, I, I started to kind of find myself inch by inch more and more. And it wasn't until I got there early for a Latin ballroom class and I saw this like I, th- I think it was a Zumba class, but mm-hmm. I, I got there early and through the window, I saw this class going on. And I, I swear, I felt the energy from outside of the room. And it was so many different types of people just gleefully dancing. And, and just I just remember seeing like an old man in the back just like screaming. And I was like, I don't know what is going on in that room, but I want in on that. Yeah. And I want to feel that. And I see this instructor who's just like moving and not caring what she looks like. And I, and you know, I, I realized then I was like, I got to take this class. I got it. So I started taking that class and then just through, through time, I ended up teaching my first Zumba class. And so I was still working my corporate job teaching Zumba. And, but when I started teaching dance fitness, that was when I truly felt like I was doing something that I was meant to do. Mm. And um, like I said, creatively, I've always loved dance, but my passion for dance didn't kick in until I I started teaching. And the reason behind that is because, you know, when you are doing dance competitively, it is about, frankly, it's about doing it right, doing it perfectly and getting, getting the beat right, getting it on the right count. And with dance fitness and teaching dance fitness, it was about encouraging people to let go. It was, it was a process of, of, um, teaching people to be okay, being vulnerable, to be okay, uh, being imperfect with their movement and through doing it for, I don't know. I mean, I eventually quit my job and I told my dad, I told my parents, I was like, listen, (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to make this my, my life. And My dad was like, you're, well, you're getting $25 an hour now teaching at the studio. So good luck. Uh, and, but, you know, it morphed in. I really think that when you are following just what you know is true to you, people give you opportunities. People start helping you. The, the dots start connecting when you say, I don't care what's, I, I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but this is making me so happy on such a pure level that you, yeah, you would do it for free, but then, you know, you still got to figure that that (laughs) stuff out. So with the volunteering, um, that was also just an aha moment for me. So, so I started teaching and then the volunteering was happening and I thought, okay, what if I started a brand that combined the two? So that's where my company Melody Dance Fit started is I started renting out studios. I was no longer working for the studio. I rented out studios and venues and Every time somebody came to my class, I would donate 
to dress for success. Frankly, it, it worked as a tactic to get people to stop thinking about like, oh, well, I'm not a good dancer. And I'm like, well, but it's not about that. It's about yeah. donating. So, and they're like, oh, okay, fine. I'll be a good person <laughs> and go. So that's uh, in a short nutshell. story long. <laughs> that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so important to f- find what lights you up. Um, and I find it so interesting that when you take that leap that the universe just like, it just provides, you know, I find that every time I get out of the relationship, I'm not meant to be in it. Like three amazing things Mm -hmm. happen all of a sudden, you know, it's like the universe always rewards you for taking that leap and answering that call. And until you answer that call, the universe just keeps trying to wake you up. I, I think too, what you said about, you just decided to start trying stuff. Like, all different directions. They didn't make any sense. You weren't going to, you know, you, you never had a goal to be an actress, but you tried acting, you know, that is a starting point that I think it's really, um, it's brave, but it's also something that needs to be heard because people don't realize how easy it is to just start. Literally just pick something like, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be like, Oh, I felt a knowing that this is my you know purpose. Just go towards something because the worst case scenario is you figure out that's not your thing. And now you have one less thing on the table, you know, on the list to figure out what oh, is your thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I hadn't taken that Latin ballroom class, I would have never gotten there early yeah. and seen the other class. And then like, Oh my gosh, what's yeah. that? I want to be a part of it. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So it's having the faith in like the, uni- like you're saying, Jade, yeah. the universe guiding you, you just have to make the effort. Like Answering I'm open to it. Yeah. yeah. And we are also firm believers in motion before emotion. We say it on the show all the time. Act how mm. you want to feel. As hard, I mean, I struggle with anxiety and depression, and I know how hard it is sometimes to just get off the couch and get in the sun. But if you can just do the motion to get the emotion, and I, I we talk about it all the time. But for you, that's not really an option. You just have to get on stage and move and inspire and smile and be that you know energy that I talked about in your intro. How how do you do that when you're struggling? I know when I first started taking your classes, you had one of your best friends pass away and you still were up there, you know, inspiring others to, to move and to, you know, find their strength. So tell us how you're able to do that. Uh, yeah, that, I think that was, yeah, when we first started coming to my class, um, so I decided to plan a specific themed event and it was a Beyonce dance fit event. And, we had sold, I mean, my co-coordinator or co-event planner is here. We sold, I don't know, like how many tickets did we sell? We, we did back-to-back events. We sold like 150 tickets and I was teaching back-to-back. And uh, the night before I got a call that one of my best friends had overdosed on drugs and was gone. And um, the last time I talked to him, I had yelled at him. But, you know, it was just like this tragic, very tragic thing in my life. And, um, you know, I, I, my first thought was, oh my gosh, how, how am I going to teach tomorrow? How am I going to motivate people when I am just, I keep bawling and I don't know, I don't know what to do. And, you know, it's weird because I feel like people like you, you, you say such kind comments about my class, but I guess what maybe my students don't know is how much you all give me. And so for me, teaching was really, it was, it helped me cope. It was therapeutic. And I was able to kind of take how I felt and talk to the crowd that night in such a way of, you know, I didn't talk about what had happened that night. I don't, I don't think I did. I don't think I mentioned it. That's not really my style, but I do remember 
in my head thinking, we need to embrace connection. We need to remind people that they're not alone. We need to do these things. And that was all because I had lost my best friend to drugs, you know, and I, and I knew that if he had maybe, who knows if he could have felt more connected. So it's like, you take, you take the pain, you take the struggle and sure. It seems like to be, to get on, uh, on stage and talk to a crowd, it's, it's difficult, but it, it should actually catapult you more and encourage you more to use your voice for good and um, take your pain and, and use it as inspiration to help others so that yeah. this doesn't happen again. So and it's that, what makes you relatable, right? To, yeah. So, I mean, it like I said, dance has always been something where I can celebrate the good and bad in mm-hmm. my life, the light and the darkness. And I think that I think that's a huge part of my class is there are times where I come in and I feel... I feel like shit. And I start as a fitness ins- instructor, I start my class and I'm like, Hey, I've had a shit day. Has anybody else had a shit day? <laughs> and there, and who, and it, it just so happens that like nine other people are like, Oh my gosh, me too. And then we're like, great, let's dance it off. Let's celebrate the fact that we've all had a really shitty day. And I feel like there's this expectation for fitness instructors or role models to be like, Hey everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. And you just go like this and that. And it's like, that's not, that's not inspiring to me. It's inspiring to me when somebody can be it's truthful. Real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think the best leaders are, are honest, you know? Yeah. And so I think that I'm not trying to be a downer. If mm-hmm. I tell you that I'm, I'm having a bad day, I'm trying to inspire you by being real with you. And so I, yeah. I don't know. I think that, I think that's how I get through it is, is just, just try to remain myself. Yeah. I know I'm quote unquote, like, going on a stage, but I don't see it as like, oh, right, now I'm yes. melody dancing. Yeah. There you go. It's just, it's just me, you know? So. I love that. We call our show our living journal because if we're struggling, we talk about it on the show. <laughs> I've cried on the show a couple of times. We're very, very honest, and we're hoping that that's what touches our listeners' hearts and, you know, causes them to look within and, and, and ask, well, actually, I've felt that. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm glad she brought that up. And I think that um, what it sounds like you do and what we do a lot is we say things to the audience that we need to hear ourselves. Um, and, uh, I like also what you said about how much they give to you, because I know on my trips where I've gone to Uganda or whatever, it's like, they're so thankful for a hug, but they're only getting one. I'm getting like 50 cause I'm getting a hug from each one of the kids. So yeah. that's also a cool thing. I like that you said that. I love that too. Um, so you touched on it a little bit in all that, but what is lighting you up currently? Oh, currently. Um, I think the, the idea of, so I, I teach weekly classes now in Austin. I'm a mobile brand. I rent out concert venues and I've been doing it for a few years now and I really love it, but I'm kind of at a point right now where because of the messages that I've received over the past few years, um, I mean, it's not even a testament to me. It's actually a testament to my students. I would have never guessed half the things that these people are going through while coming to my class and being joyful. But I've received messages that people have struggled with cancer or they were going through a divorce or um, just life challenges and anxiety or a lot of people telling me that that class has helped with their anxiety. So I studied psychology at UT. I've always had a love for um, people and, and studying people and inspiring community. My dad is an, he he's an executive coach and, and a motivational speaker. So I grew up 
kind of seeing him throw seminars at corporate places, you know, like IBM. And, and I think back to that and I'm like, he wasn't even really doing like business coaching. He was really just teaching vulnerability to people. He was teaching emotional intelligence to people. So that's really lighting me up currently. I, I, I'm looking to doing more workshops that are focused on, um, they are dance fitness, but going to be focused on maybe anxiety or people who are like terrified to dance. I would love to work with people who are like terrified to dance or really anxious or just struggling with any kind of, uh, mental blocks um, that they feel like they can't get through because I really believe in in dance so much now after I've, I've put in the time to see what it can do um, for people if they let go of trying yeah. to be good at it you know once you let go of trying to be good at it they're like oh you can get you can reap the benefits that yeah. are I mean just infinite we're, yeah. we're gonna see that process live in action today when yeah. I'm out here so watch and- for it before we um, open up questions, what what do you say to those people who the thought of dancing publicly makes them anxious, especially in a sober setting? Go home, get naked, put <laughs> on right now. Don't go home song. right now. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to get naked. I don't know why. It's so creepy. Um, That's so creepy. <laughs> um, no, actually, really. So every, I think everybody has. Everybody has that one song that they can't listen to without wanting mm-hmm. to move. And it could, I don't know, like, I, it could be any song, really. But pick a song that makes you want to move. And you don't have to be in public, but do it at home. And go and look at yourself in the mirror and do the ugliest dance that you could possibly think of. <laughs> then you'll start laughing at yourself. Your body will release the tension and you, you're having so much fun that you won't even give a fuck if you look good yeah. or not. And that's, I think that's the point. That's the point of dancing. You can't look stupid if you're having fun. So I, I would tell people who are scared to dance to just, um, to just do it and let go of this idea that it has to be a certain perfect yeah. way. And you don't have to be drunk to do it. Yeah, is I that, love that. Oh, go ahead. Is that anyone here today? <laughs> that's me. Um, Anyone worried about it? I'm a little oh, worried. Yeah. So I think, I love that you said that. And I think something I noticed at Ecstatic Dance is the people who are dancing the goofiest and are running around the room with a goofy ass uh, uh, smile on their face, they're the ones that I get happiest looking at because <laughs> they're just radiating joy. And um, also I think that that they're not comparing themselves to anyone else because they're so caught up in celebrating the freedom to move, you know? And I think for me, uh, I think a lot of women, uh, we get caught up in comparison, you know? And in comparison, just like in life, is the thief of joy. It's the same in dance. When you're looking at the girl and there's like your front row, they know your choreography. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm always in the very back. But it takes me a couple songs to just like get rid of my ego and let myself experience it. And once I do that, Sometimes I cry with with joy, even though the night before I may have been crying with sadness, like because I'm moving and I got past that hump of the comparison, I'm just crying with joy, just like seeing everybody else do it too. So yeah, I mean, I, as an instructor, I think that when other instructors have asked me, okay, well, what what's some advice that you could give me? For me, it's you have to be way more into your your students and your crowd than into yourself. And so I remember when I first started teaching what what 
I loved about it was that I lost myself. I mean, I wasn't drinking, but I was blacking out every time I, yeah. I would teach because I just got into this flow state where I, and I realized I would scream. And it was like this primal thing where I'd be like, whoa, let's go, let's go. <laughs> and, you like, know I, and you're calling. Yeah, and the funny thing is I always thought that like everybody was screaming with me and that everybody was just <laughs> as pumped up and jacked on this class. But yeah. then I saw a video and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm that, definitely the only one screaming. <laughs> definitely nobody is screaming with me. But for me, it was it was this uh, euphoric moment of not only releasing for myself yeah. and kind of feeling embarrassed or, or scared to teach and lead, but it also is an invitation for other people. Like if I expect if I expect the class to go to go crazy, then I've got to go like one hundred fifty percent beyond that. And so, I mean, who knows? Today, I, I'm a big advocate of like screaming in class too because I think that yes. screaming is also an underrated therapy. I mean, I don't think we do it because we're like, oh no, but, and you can't do it in your cubicles. You can't do it. It's not socially acceptable to just go around screaming. So I try to really advocate for screaming in class. And it it is super, sounds super cheesy to go to like a fitness class and have the instructor be like, okay, you guys, they're like, we're going to clap, but then you're going to scream. But guess what? Like there's scientific evidence behind the fact that that is therapeutic. Like a psychologist came up to me after class and she was like, did you know that this is a thing? This is a healing method. This is a coping method. And I was like, no, but it sounds so childlike, which is really what we should all are striving yeah. to get back to right playtime is our inner child mm-hmm. yeah and, play. and it makes me think of like the throat chakra and the sacral chakra being the only places that energy are allowed to like leave the body mm-hmm. and so you're doing that yeah. almost in both ways by moving your, yeah. your hips and then screaming yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, it's, and it's crazy what i'm noticing more uh i'm trying to encourage like the entire class to do it and given you can't expect everybody to do something like that but the more people who participate, the more powerful it is. And you're just, mm-hmm. you think of it as like, I'm supporting everybody in the room and screaming and you're giving everybody energy yeah. in the room. So it's and allowing them that vulnerability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, giving the space. Does anyone have any questions for Melody? We always take a question from the Magic Mob online, but here you guys a live are. audience. Yeah. Um, sure. Uh, do you want to come up here or do you want me, should I bring, can I bring a mic? Hello, all. Y'all were trying to be quiet back there, huh? But, uh, <laughs> no, um, Rose, real quick. Uh, okay, my name is David. Uh, welcome. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Uh, quick question. My question for you is, uh, what has been probably your biggest challenge to overcome over the years? Ooh, so many. Um, my biggest challenge, I think, is trusting trusting myself in, in this pursuit of of running a business, running a really what, what started as kind of this passion project that was on the side that has kind of catapulted into a business. And the biggest challenge for me is uh, when you start a business and, you know, in Austin, there's a lot of word of mouth and, and people, you'll run into people and, and they'll be like, so what are you going to do now? What do you, you got to go big. You got to do this. You got to go do this. Why aren't you doing this? You got to do this. And I think for me, a lot of times the, the chirping in my ear, it got to me and I, and I was thinking, oh my God, I, yeah, I've got, I've got to go big. Well, what the hell does that even mean? You know, like I, I literally had somebody tell me that like, well, you're so great. You got to go big. And I'm like, but I am going big. Like I'm inspiring people uh, on an intimate basis. I'm, I'm living my truth the best authentic way that I can right now. And I, I'm not complacent. Yeah. There's no, there's none of that. But, you know, I think that's been the biggest challenge is, having a, a fine balance between moving forward as a business 
but staying true to yourself mm-hmm. and remembering why you started. Because I think a lot of times business owners, you you get catapulted into trying to go grind and get faster and get bigger. And then you you get somewhere and you're like, I don't even know why I fucking started to begin with. Right. And I'm and I'm burnt out and I'm stressed. And this doesn't make me happy anymore. And so I think I think that's been the biggest challenge for me personally is understanding the balance of evolving, but not not progressing because of your ego mm. and, and wanting to just get big and getting noticed because that, that doesn't last, that won't last. And that's not internal happiness, you know? So I think, I think that's been my biggest challenge. So yeah. Damn, girl, that's a challenge with having a yeah. podcast too. Like the first pe- thing people tend to ask is like, what's it about? And then how many listeners do you have? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, we need to remember that what matters is that the people who do listen are being, their yeah. lives are being focused touched. on the goal. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, just to add on, it's like, I think we live in a society now where that is, that is almost everybody's, we think that that's, that's the goal, right? Like, Mm -hmm. okay, how many followers are you going to get? How many listeners? How many, you know, and because we're all on social media and it's like, well, that's not everybody's goal. And that's great if that's your goal, but for are me, people following you in real life. Yeah. yeah. And, and who are you in real life? I mean, I think that's the society now is like, I, I meet people who are vibrant or no, I see people online who have these vibrant Instagrams and they're like very Zen and very, we need to be kind to each other. We need to connect and emotion. And then you meet them in person and you're like, you're kind of empty. I mean, you don't seem like you're that friendly in person. And I'm not, I'm not even trying to be mean. I'm just saying that there is something going on where we're more concerned with engaging mm. an online audience than, than, in person than the mm-hmm. one-on-one connection. And mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, for me, my value stands for the one-on-one connection. Cause I don't, I don't think anything beats yeah. that. Market yourself in person. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we ask everyone a few questions that come on the show. First off, what would you tell your 25 year old self? How old are you though? You're not that old. Maybe it's 30. Oh, okay, Let's go few. with 21 year old self. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's long enough ago. Um, The voice, the voice in your head of, of like, but what will they think? What will, what will they think of me if I do this? I would say, hey, the jig is up. They don't fucking exist. It doesn't matter. It, it's, yeah. it's a pseudo they in your head. It, it doesn't exist. The only thing that should, should matter is what, will, what would I think of myself if I did this? Yeah. That's what I would tell myself. We say all the time, think from your deathbed head. Yeah, yeah. your deathbed head. Yeah. And also, like, it's kind of similar to um, saying just not everything you think is true. Like, sometimes we just think, just because we think something, it's like our truth. Yeah. Not, I try to always remind myself, not always so. <laughs> yeah. Um, Absolutely. The next question we ask our guest is, if you could have the whole world read one book, which would it be? Ooh. It would be a tie between The Alchemist and... Um, a book by Stephen Pressfield mm-hmm. called uh, The War of Art. For okay. any creatives, entrepreneurs, I mean, it's like a pamphlet-sized book, easy read. It's such a great book about the resistance we feel toward maybe writing that next book mm-hmm. or making that biz- the, the next business plan or just moving forward creatively. Yeah. Um, I read it being a type B personality who just thought, man, am I just like lazy what's my deal you know I read that book and I was like oh my god no I'm I'm an artiste (laughs) I I have resistance I'm scared I'm all these things and uh, that book really lays out the groundwork of 
instead of uh, creatively wanting to get your work done perfectly, just getting the work done. So if you're a mm. writer, just get a story done every day. Mm-hmm. Don't focus on trying to create the best story. Just get one done every day. Because guess what? Tomorrow, if you write a new one and, and the next day you write another one, you're getting better. And mm-hmm. that's, that's really, I, I, that was so powerful to me. But maybe for some people, it's like, well, duh. But for me, I was like, oh, I don't have to be, don't have to create this perfect art all the time. So yeah. Yeah. I love that. I meant to order that. And instead I accidentally ordered the art of war. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, this is dark. And it's not thin. It's a big book. (laughs) I knew right away. I got the wrong I love that. It also reminds me of um, the saying, create more than you consume, which I think like that, just that sentence blew me away when someone said it. Um, I think Sahara Rose said it on one, Mm. one of our episodes, but create more than you consume. So like all we do is swipe through feed, look at bullshit all day long, let all this come in from the TV or wherever else we're watching. And we're not creating anything. And we wonder why we have this like stunted growth. You know, we have this like feeling of not being fulfilled and feeling lost. Yeah. And it really blocks you. I mean, from any from any side of it, like as a business owner, even creating my website, I'm, I'm making videos. And to be vulnerable with y'all, it's like, I'll see these videos sometimes and I'm like, oh God, I really should have worn some freaking makeup. Why didn't I do my hair? Why didn't I, you know, and then I'm like, that's not the point. Yeah. That's not the point of this. Get out of your own head. Stop blocking yourself. Stop using this as a form of resistance of like, no, I could, just because you could do it better doesn't mean it will be better. Just get the work done and it will get better. Your work will get better. And um, you like, you I said, need to hear just that. Create, I need to hear what create. you just said though. That was good. Yeah. If we wait for it to be perfect, we'll it'll never happen. Never do it. Just begin. So if you could whisper one phrase to everyone on the planet, what would it be? It's kind of creepy. I know whispering. you're like, <laughs> like God in everyone's ear. Like, pss, pss, pss. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> You'd scream in their you ear. You whisper in their ear. You can send would, them a text. I would, yeah, can I have to whisper it? You can text you them if you uh, want. Yeah, I, would be, I would be like, laugh at yourself because life is really fucking funny. So yeah. laugh at yourself. Laugh at yourself. Laugh at yourself. Yeah. Laugh at yourself. It's not so serious. I'm working yeah. on taking myself less seriously. Yeah. My toddlers are helping me with that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I take myself, I take taking myself, not taking myself seriously, very seriously. Yeah, I so what's funny See what is I have a to-do list on my fridge and I was like, "Oh, I want to make more space for dance and I'm going to start every morning with a dance party." And the whole point was to be more playful and less serious, but I had to put it on my to-do list, mm. which is super like <laughs> serious. Yeah. <laughs> At least it was on there. I don't know. I think that's in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, I think I think everybody can loosen up a little bit. I mean, that's really why that's another that's reason why we're why here I today. Started dancing. Yeah. It's like I remember going to a bar class with Rachel, who's sitting right there, and we went to a bar class and. I love bar. I'm no disrespect to any bar classes, but I went in there and the instructor, everybody was just very like, we should, we can't talk to each other. We can't, you know, just rigid. Oh, this is the end of my day. This is my workout, blah, blah, blah. And, and then the instructor was like, are there any injuries that I need to know about? Is anybody pregnant? And, you know, I didn't even, th- I should have thought before I talked, but I was like, I hope not. I don't think so. And everybody kind of looked at me like, how dare she? <laughs> crack a joke in this class this is a She's freaking bar class and I was like you know I just want to create a, a fitness class where you can throw down f-bombs and <laughs> talk about 
how you feel like crap and still dance and get a great workout in, you know? Well, let's jump into that. Uh, But before we do, can you just tell our listening audience and our live audience where they can find you online? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Melody underscore dance fit on Instagram and Twitter and then melodydancefit.com. And yes, be sure to look out for the launch of my new website. Will um, It'll have an online platform for people to take classes from anywhere in the world. So awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's turn the lights off. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys ready for this? I'm going to put my mic on. Let's get up, stretch a little, move it, move it a little bit. Okay. And so we can all clap for one another for trying something new today. So the first thing I remind all of my classes, this is probably the most important thing that you can take away from this class, and that is this. No one gives a shit what you look like in here, okay? I don't know what's going on in your life on this uh, gloomy Sunday. I don't know where you are, what stage of life you are, whether you're happy, you're thriving, maybe you're sad, maybe you're struggling. Whatever it is, please take the next hour to think about how far you've come and celebrate yourself for the next hour. We're gonna celebrate, and I know you're gonna feel kind of weird at first, maybe the first few songs you won't fully get into it, but damn it, there's gonna be one moment in class where you're like, yeah. I am the shit, and I and I do deserve to celebrate myself. I don't need to know you all personally to know that you don't give yourself enough credit, and really that's what we're here for, is to give ourselves credit and move our bodies and celebrate in that manner, yeah? We're going to get the music so loud that you won't be able to even hear your thoughts. Yes! I see you in the Texas shirt! Okay, you go. Step, step, quick, quick, quick. You wind it back. You go back, back. Quick, quick, quick. One, two, three. Good job. Oh, thank y'all so much. Deep breath in. I want y'all to exhale right here. This program is a Red Fox audio production.